Listen up, real estate investors, entrepreneurs, and agents. You're in the right place. Unlocking the secrets to real estate investing and entrepreneurship. Welcome to the Titanium Vault, hosted by RJ Bates III. Here's RJ. Hey guys, welcome to the Titanium Vault. I'm your host, RJ Bates. Today I'm sitting down with Armando Olivares. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me today. You know, very, very humble to be here with you. Absolutely. Well, as you guys could tell by the title, today we're going to be talking about a $105,000 assignment fee and how Armando and his partner uh, got the deal, how they broke it down and, and negotiated it and then sold it on the back end. Uh, so, Armando, real quick, for, for people that don't know you, what market are you in? I'm, I'm in the D.C. market area, D.C., uh, Maryland, and Virginia. Awesome. So, you know, you guys reached out to me and y'all were like, hey, man, we, we crushed it with this with this deal. Is there any way we can get on the podcast? And, I, you know, it was funny because I didn't even ask for it, but you guys were, were gung-ho and you're like, I'm going to send you the HUD right now so you can see it. This is legit. Here you go. HUDs are didn't count. So uh, for anybody who wants to know, I have seen the settlement statement on this. This is a legit deal. Um, and even more so, we'll, we'll go into this later. I even attempted to get this deal myself. So I'll talk about that towards the end. But let's talk about, all right, what form of marketing did you do to get this deal? Uh, so my, my, you know, my company is comes for dinero, you know, we're from the DMV area and our main goal to, is always to help people out, you know, but the way we got our only marketing tool right now is, uh, we do a lot of cold calling, you know, that's the way we get our, our deals done. Uh, we, you know, that, that this lead came from, uh, from bacon. It was from a bacon owner uh, that's living out of state. And that's how I was able to get this lead. Uh, you know, I, uh, I buy my leads from PropStream. And, you know, I skip my, my uh, you know, I got to skip tracing and uh, I, I use Mojo as a, as a calling company. And, you know, the main, the, that's how we got that lead, you know? Gotcha. So do y'all actually cold call yourselves or do you have VAs or do you have people on your team or who does the cold call? So, so uh, we have, uh, we have, we, I have a team, you know, I have a team of seven people that, you know, uh, we are in the U.S. and I also have uh I also have one person that is in Peru that kind of like help us out as well. Uh, but, you know, primarily we have people that call in here in the U.S. and very heavy, uh, you know, and we were able to get this through, you know, through those cold callings, you know. And, gotcha. you know, and we have a podio system that where we keep track of of our really strong follow-ups, you know. And, and one of the things that really, you know, when I took this deal is that we were able to kind of follow up with the client. You know, we have a very strong follow-up process that we're going to call until you make sure to tell us, you know, to either stop calling or, hey, you know, I have finally decided to, you know, I'm going to sell to you, you know? Absolutely. So do you know how many times you guys had to follow up with the seller before you actually contracted the deal? So we we been in touch with him for about, you know, five, six times, I want to say. Like, we would call him, like, you know, once a month, you know, just to check on him. Uh, you know, there were... You know, he wasn't ready to sell at the time uh, because of personal uh, circumstances, you know. Uh, gotcha. But we were always there for Mayor, I was there for him. And, you know, he knew that when he was going to be ready to sell, you know, he was going to call Homes for Dinero. Gotcha. So it's a vacant property. He's out of state. 
So this is an out-of-state absentee vacant property list. And you've contacted him. He wants to sell, but not right now because of some personal things that are going on. And so these are the types of leads that are pure gold, right? But so many times people lose these because it does take those five or six follow-up calls. And it almost feels like it's a waste of your time and effort because they keep pushing you off. So when your cold caller finally got them on the, on the phone and, and he was ready to sell, do, do they try to contract it or does it go to an appointment and y'all go see the property? How do you handle that situation when he finally says, all right, I'm ready to sell? So for this situation, you know, when he said he was ready to sell, you know, we right away tried to docu-sign that the contract, you know, you don't have anything until, you know, the contract's actually signed. And he was like, look, I don't feel comfortable doing this, you know, um, on DocuSign. You know, I want to meet you face to face and I want to get it done. He was like, I'll be, I'm coming in town and I'll be there on Wednesday, you know. And, you know, and that's how we, we got it done. So who named the price first? Because obviously you were able to make a six-figure assignment fee. So how did the price come about? So the price comes about, uh, you know, we kind of know what the area is at. Uh, so we, uh, the house was in, in a pretty good shape, you know, in a, in a rental terms, um, you know, where the ARV in this area is about, you know, three, 325, 350. And uh, the house needed, you know, little work, you know. Uh, and at the same time, we had a strong buyer that was looking for a, a rental in the in the Capitol Hall area. Okay. Uh, and her price range was about, you know, 250, you know. And, you know, we put them together and, you know, she was excited about, um, you know, the property and, you know, we literally closed the deal, you know, after the uh, signature, we closed the deal in about three days, you know? Nice. So did the seller say, Hey, I want to sell it for, you know, I'm doing the math there. 145. Did the seller say that? Or is that just what y'all's original offer was? So we kind of like, you know, we kind of got to understand about what he really, uh, you know, where his price range was, but he also wanted to kind of get a quick, um, you know, cash deal, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, he knew if he could bring to the market, he, he could definitely get a lot more. Uh, but he was also, you know, open to the idea to get something, uh, you know, fast, convenient. And he also wanted to work with us, you know. So, right. you know, we kind of told him that we were, you know, willing to do the best we can. And based on, you know, our conditions and terms, you know, 140 was going to be the best that I, I could have done for him, you know. Nice. And, you know, it's funny, you, you kind of talked about he wanted to work with you guys. And a couple of weeks ago, I did a, a podcast where I it was called Rapport is Irrelevant. And, and some people gave me a hard time because they were like, oh, man, reports are you get the big deals and things like that. What I was trying to say was, is that the rapport where you talk about their dog or, you know, what you have for dinner tonight or things like that aren't really relevant to the deal. But it sounds to me just off of what you've told me, the constant follow up, understanding his situation, being cognizant of that was how you kind of built rapport. Would you agree with that or or? How do you think you kind of convinced him that it was best for him to work with you guys? I think I think building report, I think it had to be a meaningful building report. You know, I think I don't ever ask, you know, what you have for dinner or you right. know, I think it got to be more of a meaningful uh, report on why you will sell the house to my company. And, and, you know, and the reason we do that is I think we bring value statement. I, I'm all my team. We have a very strong value statement that we let them know why we're doing this, you know, and at the same time, you know, by him, you know, 
getting a deal with us. He's also helping, you know, young entrepreneurs here. They're trying to do something different for the family uh, and, and community. Uh, so when it comes down to, uh, you know, really building that rapport, I want to make sure he understands that I'm really trying to do the best for him, you know, not right. only for him, but for, for my family and the community as well, you know? So when he said, hey, you got to meet me face to face, you know, the price is 140 was that you that went on that appointment to go meet him face to face? And did you meet yeah. him at the property or where'd you meet him at? Well, yeah, that, that one, we I, I was actually, you know, I personally went to, uh, I'm very hands-on in my business right now. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been in business for a little bit over a year. You know, I, I do go to a lot of my appointments personally. You know, I know I seen you that you done 50 stay out of, uh, you know, right. and I'm, I'm trying to do a lot of virtual things, you know, but I'm, I'm a very, uh, I'm very hands-on person, you know, but I like to do activities that do generate, uh, you know, strong income. Uh, but I'm very hands-on when it comes down to like meeting people and things like that. I will personally be the one that will actually go there and, you know, trying to close the business. So was there anything out of the norm or special about the appointment when you met him or was it literally he just wanted to verify that you're a real person and you really wanted to buy the property? I mean, I think we were already agree on the phone you know the, he was like look it's already done i right. just i'm just gonna sign it when i meet you you know and so when i got to meet him you know we got to you know say hi to each other and this and that and just pull up the contract he signed and and you know and, and that was everything I told him that we we're gonna close on friday you know it was a cash deal and it went very smooth and so you already had your buyer lined up like you already knew your buyer was ready to rock at the 250. pretty much yeah Man, that's that's crazy because one of the, you know, I was thinking about, all right, what questions do I want to ask here? One of the questions I want to ask you is, is how do you, if you contract something at 140, how do you make the decision to say, okay, we're going to try to sell this at 250? You know, that's such a big jump. It, it's such a huge spread. It's like, how did you determine that? But it's because of the relationship that you have with your buyer, right? You knew that that buyer was willing to pay the 250. Correct. We knew the buyer was willing to pay the two fifty. We also knew that you know the the you know the based on the ARV of the area, you know that thing that was a fair price. Right. And you know we were competitive as well. So after you signed, you know the assignment contract with your buyer, and well, there you said there was like three days until closing, right? Yeah. Uh, how nerve wracking were those three days waiting on the closing? I mean, I mean, I'll be honest with you. You know, we were pretty much uh, set and done. You know, it was it was a cash transaction. Uh, you know, my wife was very strong about her uh, her you know her offer. Uh, you know, she wired the money on Thursday. You know, so it was you know Friday was only the closing day. You know, I love it. I love it, man. Uh, your 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 six figure deal here was a lot more smooth than my first ever six figure deal. Mine. Mine got a little bit hairy at the end with the hard money lender pulling out right before closing and things oh. along those lines. So I, I was sweating all the way up until the closing. So I'm glad that you didn't have to go through that uh, that heartache there. Uh, so outside of this deal, I mean, obviously that's incredible that you guys have you know were able to do this hundred five thousand dollar assignment fee. But uh, how many deals are you doing on the regular? You said you've got a team of about seven people and you've been in the business for about a year. So that's incredible. Obviously, you know, quick, rapid, you know, growth and, and scaling there. But how many deals are y'all doing on average, like a month? Uh, uh, about 12, 15 deals. 
50 nice. euros a month. This, uh, you know, we're we're growing very fast. You know, like this month in January, uh, we we think we closed about 15 deals. You know, and you know, my expectation as a business was to close about 10 deals. So we're definitely, you know, and we we already closed about four deals this month, and you know, have a very strong pipeline right now. And, Dude, you guys are killing it. You know, we're trying to we're trying to make a difference here in, in the DMV. Uh, you know, we're hitting the market very strong. You know, every uh, all my team we work Monday through Sunday. Uh, you know, we do a lot. Of, our main source of uh, you know things doing a lot of cold calls. You know, we do we call call a lot of people. So the the funny story about this is is you guys send over the settlement statement, right? And you don't black anything out. I mean, I can see everything clear as day. And so I see the property address up at the top and I saw that it it's Capitol Heights, right? Yeah. So there's district heights and then there's Capitol Heights, right? And right. and those two, when I when I decided in my 50 day challenge to go into to Maryland, a couple of people that were watching on a daily basis in Maryland said, Hey, you should try out District Heights and Capitol Heights. So the first list that I pulled in District Heights and Capitol Heights was out-of-state absentee vacant property list. And so I pulled it through batch leads and I pulled that list. So when I saw the settlement statement come through, I was just curious. And I <laughs> went into my batch system and I was like, I'm just going to search for this address and see if this is on my list. And sure enough, this property address that you guys made $105,000 in, in January of 2021, I sent a text to in August and he immediately opted out. So the text I sent to him was something along the lines of, hey, seller's first name, did you receive my voicemail? If not interested, type in. And he just typed in and opted out of the text message. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is, is because typically our process is text one, follow-up campaign, text two, then we cold call. And then if we still haven't gotten an answer from them, then we'll go to the, the direct mail. Okay. So that's our flow. But because we were doing 50 states, we're, we're not actively trying to get deals in Maryland. So we just kind of, after I did my SMS and I got my deal in Maryland, we just kind of push that data off to the side and we'll touch it at some other point in time. And then I'm looking at this and I'm going, oh my goodness, had we just cold called like we normally do, this totally could have been one of our deals. We would have been competing with you on this deal. You know what I'm saying? But because you were so solid on your follow-up game and we weren't, that's why you ended up with the deal in comparison to us. And so kudos to you guys for having a great follow-up system. It's, it's cliche to say the gold is in the follow-up, right? It's another thing to actually live it. And so that's why I wanted to bring you guys on here today and, and share this story because it's just, that's, that's the point in a case study right there is showing how important follow-up is. So great job to you guys. And, and obviously y'all have got a great system going here, just a little over a year in the business and you're, you're closing you know 15 deals uh, a month. That's incredible. Uh, what you said you're you're wanting to expand virtually. Um, what what's your plans there? What markets are you looking to go into moving forward? I mean, we're already closing deals in Texas. Uh, we have closed deals in North Carolina. Uh, we have closed deals in Florida. Uh, I have closed. We have closed deals in Atlanta. 
Um, nice. We're looking to go to um, Louisiana, Memphis, and and I think just focus more on those markets a little more stronger, you know? Nice. Um, well, hey, man, that's, uh, that's incredible uh, what you guys have been able to create just in a little over a year. Obviously, you know, you're an up and coming rock star in this industry. And uh, I'm, I'm excited that you guys came on the podcast, reached out to me, and uh, I was able to showcase this $105,000 assignment fee. For anyone that's listening and, and they, they want to, to have the similar type of results that you've had within your first year, what kind of uh, advice or, or tips would you give them to achieve the same kind of results as you guys? Uh, just be very consistent about, um, you know, highly activities that generate income. Uh, I think just be very consistent and focus on just creating different types of activities and just take it day by day, I think. That's all you got to worry about. Um, you know, main goal is always to help people out. Um, we're very big on, on helping people out and also, you know, self-improvement. You know, we're very big on self-improvement. Uh, but main goal, you know, this is a sales job, straight up sales job. So if you don't feel comfortable cold calling, if you don't feel comfortable, uh, you know, talking to strangers, then I think you have, um, you know, you got to better your skills. There's a lot of YouTube. There's a lot of content on online that you can, you know, help you uh, increase your sales skills. Absolutely. And I will say just to wrap this up, guys, one thing that Armando said over and over and over again throughout this interview that really stands out to me because you rarely hear people repeat it. Normally when they repeat things, it means they actually live it. It's actually a part of who they are. It's a part of their culture is you just want to help people. You're trying to make a difference, right? You're trying to make a difference in your community. You're trying to help sellers in their situations. You listen to what the seller needed. You helped them out. And in return, you had a massive payday. So congratulations to you guys. Um, guys, this is proof right here that just in a little bit over a year's time, Armando and his team were able to make six figures on one deal. And literally, you, you know, you said it, five, six phone calls. That's all it was. Five or six phone calls and then a meeting and then having a relationship with a buyer able to create $105,000 worth of revenue for his company. Congratulations, Armando. Thanks for coming on today. Uh, guys, that's our episode for today. I just wanted to share this quick case study with you. Incredible story. So proud of these guys and uh, excited to see what they're doing in the future, moving into all these other markets. Um, again, if you're listening on iTunes, remember, I only accept five-star reviews. You don't want to give us a five-star review, which I have no idea why you wouldn't after today's episode. Go give that three or four-star review to somebody else, not me. I only accept five stars. And again, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure you give us a thumbs up. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks, Armando. Thank you, man. Thanks so much for listening to the Titanium Vault with your host, RJ Bates III. For more info and to stay up to date, visit www.podcast.thetitaniumvault.com and on facebook.com slash thetitaniumvault. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review, and we'll catch you next time on the Titanium Vault. Titanium Vault.